Hey, I'm Claire. And I'm Janice. And this is The X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. We are breakup coaches here to help you beat your breakup, heal your broken heart, and move on to an amazing, abundant life. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of The X-Files. It's really exciting to be here again and to get everyone's feedback on the show. It's been really amazing to get your messages and we're so stoked. Yeah, this has been a good week as far as the DMs go. Um, So thank you to everyone who has joined the Facebook group, who has sent us a DM, who has let us know how much this is helping you. We, I mean, it just truly gets us so excited you know Claire and I always talk about I think almost every DM and just that you know this Mm -hmm. is really we're accomplishing the goal of helping people through a tough time and it's really exciting and we're very very grateful to each of you yes yeah we thrive on positive reinforcement so thank you Um, (laughs) yeah (laughs) I guess so yeah (laughs) um and we just wanted to take a moment to say one thing before we dive into this week's episode which Mm -hmm. is going to be awesome um (laughs) is that may 4th we are doing a live training in our facebook group breakups broken hearts and moving on Mm -hmm. so if you'd like to come and like be able to talk to us live and basically get some free coaching um or see the replay or just watch it silently that's cool too Mm -hmm. you don't have to you know (laughs) speak up um come and join that facebook group because that's where we're putting a lot of the resources that are basically only available there so we're putting things in that relate to our episodes Mm -hmm. and you know we're going in there you know sharing a little bit about our lives as well and what we're up to so we'd love you to join us I do want to make sure to mention that it is a safe space for people who want support around their breakup and therefore we do have a couple a few membership questions that we must have you answer to let you in yeah. So we're, we're getting lots of requests of people mm-hmm. who don't answer. Um, so it's really important to us to have integrity um, and have you answer those before we. Yeah. Accept. And those questions yeah. are like, what's your favorite episode? Because yeah. we just want to keep it to podcast listeners mm-hmm. and make sure that you guys have like a safe, private space mm-hmm. um, of people who get it you know, who who get where you're coming from. And yeah, so that is that we won't take up too much time with it at the beginning, but um, come and join us, come Come request to to come in the group. So yeah. And without further ado, this week's episode, I keep saying that this week's episode is on, (laughs) I mean, it is, (laughs) um, is on the five best things that we did during a breakup we've covered the mistakes that we've made and so we thought we'd take a more positive (laughs) spin on it this time right talk about the things we did right in the past (laughs) so yeah and the five our five biggest breakup mistakes has been a very popular episode yeah so we thought well you know we've done things right as well so let's let's chat about that we didn't just learn from our mistakes (laughs) (laughs) through all our experience there was some good stuff in there and even though um you know, in one of our tanks should say, um, do as we say, not as we did, because yeah. we have repeated that a lot. Yeah. Um, and there is a lot of truth to that. When you've been through, you know, tumultuous and 
several breakups. Like we have, of course, um, you know, you make missteps along the way, especially because a lot of our breakups happened before we became coaches and had, you know, yeah, the awareness that that we now have about relationships exactly and and, um self-care um so yes there is truth to that um and we want to talk about those things so that you can avoid them exactly Um, but but yeah i mean those are the two ways that people learn right is through experience Mm -hmm. and through stories and so we're trying to help maybe help you not have to go through the tough experiences of doing things that you're like, oh, that didn't work by telling you stories about what worked and what didn't. But, you know, at the end of the day, be gentle with yourself because sometimes you just have to do it to figure it out. Um, so yeah, I always remind people of that as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you can take our advice and intellectually get it and decide not to and be like, yep, they were right. <laughs> right. I mean, you can't really learn a lesson from knowing that someone else did something. I exactly. mean, sometimes the best and the only way to really learn it is to yeah. experience what it you know, feels like to actually exactly. do it or you know, what actually goes yeah. through. Yeah. <laughs> just really underscore that learning by yeah. d- making the mistake. But if you can avoid that, great. Um, but you know, be gentle with yourself if you're like, I just have to do it anyway. Um, <laughs> so yeah. All right. Well, um, well, I want to ask you, Claire. Um, so I, I know that I tend to focus on my mistakes because I feel like I'm trying to kind of protect people. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, yeah. this is why, um, I think one of the most common things when it comes to breakup coaching and talking about breakups is this whole idea, for instance, about getting back with the ex. Mm. And I know I bring this up over and over again because I just feel like I'm trying so hard to shield people from yeah. all the potential slash very likely um, reality that it won't work out. And even yeah. in my coaching, I will tend to bring up my mistakes a little bit more than my successes. Um, mm. How do you feel like it plays out in your practice? Um. Yes, definitely. Um, I definitely talk about my mistakes, but I, I I found I emphasize a lot being like what I was saying before, being gentle with yourself, realizing you're human Mm -hmm. and that everything you're doing is a learning experience, you know, and um, looking for those lessons in what you're doing and what you're experiencing. Um, but really emphasizing like, Hey, the last thing you need to do when you're already suffering so much is to start feeling shame or guilt over doing something wrong or beating yourself up. It's like, we are not perfect. (laughs) Um, you know, you and I, Everyone, we humans, oh. we, humans <laughs> we humans. I mean, cats may be perfect. The very but, collective. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the collective mm-hmm. we, not the royal we or anything mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah, just you know, I I really emphasize that like learning self love because I think that's the, you know, th- that's like the overarching theme that if you learn self love and really get into the practice of coming back to yourself and forgiving yourself, that's going to serve you in this breakup. It's going to serve you when you're dating. It's going to serve you when someone ghosts you. It's going to serve you when, you know, you're navigating, defining the relationship and stuff. It's just going to be so much more important than really being like, oh, you must never text your ex, period. 
Um, and if you do, you're you're fucking up, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I agree with I totally agree with that. Yeah, and yeah, in fact, I never really dwell on any yeah shame or guilt. It's just exactly. okay. Well, what is the future goal, or what do you want to exactly. fill a week from now? Yeah. Uh, and I know a lot of the people who come to us for coaching are on different personal growth journeys. And so I think it's really important because we're both on, you know, different either. I would consider myself to be on what I might call a spiritual path. Yeah. Uh, and so I think it's really important to share, you know, like what, what that means for us and what we do that, that we incorporate into our lives and that exactly. other people might enjoy. Yeah. Um, so not all of what we're going to mention today is necessarily related to our paths, but I think that it's yeah. you know fun to focus on the positives. Yes, mm-hmm. totally. So they served us well. I mean, yeah. almost as well as learning from the mistakes was learning from some of the positive things that we now exactly. know work and yeah. that we talked with people about. 100%. Yep. So today we are going to talk about our top five best things that we did after breakups. and some of these you might want to incorporate some you might want to just think about or you might just want to listen and have fun with this Um, but we also want to give a disclaimer that we're not necessarily saying these are things that will work for you you know this is kind of us looking back in retrospect as coaches um, about what worked and things that you might want to try yeah exactly yeah yeah there's I mean there's a the things we suggest can be narrowed down into more individual ways of like applying them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Like I'm thinking so. of one right now where it's like, that may mean something different for different people, but uh, yes, absolutely. So <laughs> I guess, so basically I think what I'm saying is when we say do as we say, not as we do, I don't necessarily think the reverse would be do as we do or do as we did. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Just the this is just a little food for yeah. thought. Things you might food for thought if something yeah. is like, ooh, that feels good to me. Then right. Yes. I, and oh. this will make a lot of sense after we actually start getting into. I some know. Of these. Yeah. We're like <laughs> maybe we're like, explaining too much. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, so, uh, do yeah, you want to yeah. talk about your experience? Yeah. Like a little overview. Yes. So as um anyone who's listened before knows (laughs) I am divorced and several of the things on my list come from that time because another part of the story is that I was in a very good place at the time I was definitely on a path I had lots of positive support around me Mm. it was one of the reasons the marriage fell apart is because you know we were taking different paths you know I was kind of going down this I was changing in like kind of this positive Uh I was becoming like very um I I guess empowered would be the only the best way that other people could relate to it and yeah it just was difficult um for us to keep relating to each other and so a lot of the good things that I'm going to talk about came during um that time so I feel like after I've had a couple other breakups since then and in a way I feel like I kind of like lost the plot (laughs) and um didn't oh and didn't really cope with some of my other breakups as well and you know I think one of the reasons is I kind of combined a lot of life stress with relationships with breakups Mm. and 
um, yeah, it got just kind of too overwhelming for me. And that wasn't necessarily the case with my divorce. So, yeah. Because yeah, why then, not do everything at once, right? Oh, you know, oh. why not have like, there's like the top five life stressors. There's like a breakup, a move, a yeah. traumatic yeah. event. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. And I'm like thinking of instances where you've definitely combined those. <laughs> oh yeah. Like even maybe all, all five in some cases. And yeah. I, this is completely not on topic, but maybe something you can talk about in the future. It's just, I think it's really important for people to be just like stable and steady and yeah. firm in their life and firm with themselves before yeah. they decide, you know, to bring on a really committed and serious relationship because uh-huh. um, otherwise, um, it's just, it's not a good foundation, which yeah. I've discovered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I know we're, we're all different. Like mm-hmm. I'm like listening to that and I'm like, Gemini, uh, through and through. I'm like, I don't know who I am. Like what's stability? Like, you know, <laughs> you're stable. <laughs> I am stable. Yeah. But you know, it's kind of like, I am a little bit like mm-hmm. one week I'm like super into one thing and then oh, okay. the next week, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. So yeah. Uh-huh. So you maybe <laughs> everyone's okay. going to be like, Oh fuck. She's a Gemini. Shit. Um, <laughs> I see what you mean. Yeah. I see. What you mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, different for everyone I think you know also emotionally for you yeah yeah yeah. you know I I didn't for instance have my finances straightened out I was um at um the time where I got with my abuser I was you know still looking for a place I was house sitting you know I just didn't have like the basic things in place in my life I don't think that I'd gotten to a point as a single person that I was happy yes yeah it just I wasn't ready I really wasn't yeah because Mm -hmm. you want to be um in this modern age you want to be with someone because of who they are you Mm. don't want to be with someone because subconsciously you're like oh well you know they're they're stable and they have a house and like Mm -hmm. you know like but you also you don't want to be with someone whose life is in chaos yeah and well I mean maybe some people do but I I think maybe that's something but also you don't want to welcome someone into your life when your life is kind of a tornado of drama like mine yeah Mm -hmm. yeah figure out what you I think that's that just comes back to the theme of figuring out what you like doing what feels good for you and bringing someone into that instead of trying to figure that out while you have someone yes. else's influence in yes. there. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was, that was a very circular way of coming to that conclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for my breakup experience, I mean, I honestly don't think I can describe any breakup I've had as a good experience. So yeah. I really like recognize how, together your situation was during your divorce that you can look back and be like yeah it was hard but I had the things in place and it was yeah I dealt with the pain in positive ways it was painful I mean I told stories about how painful it was but I I dealt with it in much more positive ways than I did um in future breakups yeah yeah exactly so you know they all hurt like hell. Um, the first two I had, like there was one in high school and then the next was like my first year of college. And those were definitely the least bad because I knew I was making the right decision for everyone involved. They were both like less than a year we were together. So they were shorter and, you know, I felt good about those decisions and, you know, I grieved them 
in a healthy way as yeah. well. Um, yeah. So, you know, I felt good about those decisions. I'm proud of my decision to leave the toxic guy, but that was not a good experience. It like devolved into kind of a stalking situation. I wasn't yeah. stalking him. He was stalking me, but <laughs> there was a lot. I was not, well, you could have, I mean, of. you could have, you could have learned from that. You know? I could have. Yeah. <laughs> um, just to clarify. Um, yeah. And then the breakup with my fiance was obviously devastating. Um, and although I did mm, everything mostly right, like unfollowing, going no contact, um, it was still just, you know, it's, that was a very hard situation. Um, yep. yeah. And then dumpster fire, I tried to be friends with, so I didn't mm-hmm. handle that one very well. So <laughs> yeah. And you learned, you learned, um, from that. And then I think that I you did. did do some things that were good that you learned from, and exactly. that's what we're here to do talk about today so (laughs) very long introduction about relationships and breakups that are getting (laughs) us to the main point here yeah all right so do you want to each talk about the five best things that we did yes all right do it you go first thank you (laughs) (laughs) okay so me um I'm just gonna start out with a bit of a bang here when I first separated um perhaps legally slash officially um, from my ex-husband. I was very good friends with a woman who invited me to go on a cruise. And this is number one on my list. Going on holiday, taking a fun vacation, um, I wouldn't say to go on a cruise now, but um, <laughs> like gross. But um, at the time, uh, it was, yes, much safer than it is now. And yeah. this just was so good for me. So first of all, it got I had the opportunity to travel. As some yeah. listeners will know, that was an issue in my marriage. Uh, and so that was fun. I was able to just completely relax. I got the chance to, you know, get spoiled. You know, not only did we go on a cruise, it was one of these like luxury, luxury cruise lines because Ooh. her dad worked for it and so was able to get us, you know, a very special deal. So this is, um, I think it was called Silver Seas. It was fancy. And, you know, we just completely let loose. Um, you know, kind of felt sexy, you know, we would get dressed up. It was, yeah, it was a great, great, great experience. It just, it helped me to, you know, inject something really, really positive into my life during a really dark time. It was just absolutely incredible. Um, I actually ended up uh, sleeping with the first person after my ex during the cruise. (laughs) And it was just like the ideal sexy romantic yeah experience which I I would have never guessed that that would have happened but yeah um it was wonderful you know I got spent sounds time like a lifetime movie oh I still <laughs> remember it so vividly and it was yeah really wonderful for me to be able to do this for my for myself um, yeah and switch up time. your environment too and, yeah and that's a big big yep. thing so yeah. I think even if I were to um relay this advice, you know, for instance, to a client, I might say, you know, even if it's a weekend road trip or a day trip or anything where you can go and do something out of the ordinary, out of your normal environment, um, Mm -hmm. in the early days of a breakup, 
I, yeah. I think it will, um, I could say very likely to work out for you. Yes. Especially like it reminds you how big the world is yep. and how yep. many different people are out there yes. and yep. just like how full of opportunity. Yeah, like exactly. This. And in the couple months leading up to the separation, it had gotten heavy you know, to the point that, like I've said, I didn't want to go home. Everything just felt really difficult. You know, I always was just dreading the next fight, the next, even sometimes just interactions with him. It was just, it was just dark and it was just weighing on me. And so to say, I'm not doing this anymore. I want you to leave and then go and have this very light and fun and exciting experience. Yeah. It gave me this feeling like it's going to be okay. It's you know, be okay. Yeah. And no. that you now are in charge of your life. Like I've said, I've traveled a ton since then. And to start off the separation with traveling, it was like, hello, this is the life I want. Yeah. <laughs> I <do. laughs> like, so, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. That's yep. so, amazing. Um, like I said, it might not be in a cruise now, but a vacation, a holiday, something special. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely my best my best move and something I'd suggest to others. So number two, <laughs> this <laughs> has served me so well. And it did start with the divorce. Oh, you know what? Okay, so the thing is, not <laughs> looking at their social media is number two for me, best thing that I've done. And it just occurred to me that whilst I was on the cruise, um, I uh, I went into this little private computer room that you know they had on the ship and my friend had also recently gone through a breakup Uh with a semi-long-term partner someone she had been really into and it wasn't the best breakup and that had also happened very close around the time maybe even within a a month anyway so and so I walk into the computer room and she's on his Facebook oh so for what, I mean, at the time, it just had never occurred to me that I would want to look at my ex's Facebook. And so I walked in and she was doing it. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a bad breakup and she was happy slash sad just because of how it had gone down. Yeah. And she was like, oh, you know, I can't, I, like, I can't help it. Or I just want to see, I'm just kind of curious. Yeah. And I was like, why? You know, and, and yeah, that kind of got me on this whole no social media after a breakup thing from like the very beginning, because it just surprised me so much that people did that. And so I just knowing that people did it and that for and that I didn't and that it seemed like I was not doing better, but just that I wasn't being affected by the social media. It just became a, mm-hmm. a thing for me. And yeah. um, no, after and even though I've had a few breakups since I've still never this is nothing I've ever done so awesome yep yep so don't look at the social media (laughs) I mean even if maybe you're not completely no contact you know you might be in touch in some way I still don't think you need to look at their accounts or what they're doing no yeah and we have tips on how to avoid doing that or um wean yourself off of it because it is a chemical addiction yeah um I think it's in our no contact episode so Mm -hmm. um yeah listen to that episode two for sure and um (laughs) something I still for sure stand by so number three I have gotten really into exercise after a couple of my breakups So after my divorce, I did it because I had extra time on my Mm -hmm. hands, 
we would often hang out, you know, in the evenings, like many couples do. And so when I wasn't like compulsively going out, you know, I kind of had time that would open up and I would exercise with the time. Mm-hmm. And then after my last breakup, I got really into hiking and I just, um, this is something that I also um, talk a lot about. It gave me energy. It, you know, kind of helped me feel like I was, um, you know, physically taking care of myself. It was something to do. It gave me time to process. It distracted me just a little bit. And I think it was a really positive thing that I've done after breakups. Yes. I love this tip because, um, exercise releases endorphins and it makes you feel good. Um, (laughs) yeah. And so this was what I was referencing earlier about how this might look different for everyone. Mm -hmm. So it may be, you know, that you get really into hiking because like being in nature is also really positive for your happiness and everything. Um, it may be getting into yoga because you like being gentle to yourself and your heart is aching. And, and when you're in that space, it's hard to, you know, be motivated to put in like an intense effort. Um, or maybe you're feeling really angry. And so doing like boxing or CrossFit for (laughs) your aggression. (laughs) Yeah. Have you done boxing after a breakup? Um, or high intense, yeah, workouts. I think I did it like a like a boxing class at Gold's Gym, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. in like high school. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I would be super down. Um, I did do CrossFit, but it's very much like um, I I was actually doing CrossFit leading up to a breakup, and after the breakup, I went more to gentle exercise forms because I just couldn't do it. I couldn't Mm -hmm. do that, that energy Um, expenditure. So after my last breakup, when I was in Melbourne, um, I got really into outdoor walking and, um, step counting. Uh So, and that might be something for someone um, to consider if they're not really feeling in the mood for high intensity is uh, that, you know, counting my steps kind of also gave me a little hobby. It gave me the chance to have a little goal that I would yeah. achieve every day. It got me out of the house. Exactly. Um, that's it is, deal. you know, walking is exercise, especially if you're going, like I sometimes do, you know, seven, eight, nine miles a day, you know, it's yeah. still a really good exercise. Um, I I don't think it gets enough credit. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's how we were actually built is to Mm -hmm. be like walking around throughout the day, like up and, you know, sitting, standing, sitting, standing, walking, all of that. So it's actually really, really Mm -hmm. healthy. Um, Yeah. And I I think it's a wonderful way to distract yourself if you're finding that you're dwelling on your ex or the racing thoughts is to leave the house and go on a walk. Yeah. Change your state. (laughs) All right. So number four, this has been something that I've done after a couple of breakups, definitely when I, after my separation. And that was that I really, really dove in to a project. So this is not something that I'm working on still today, but for a while I had quite a popular, um, women's history travel website. (laughs) And (laughs) yeah, I'm not doing it anymore, but, um, because of the chaos that I created with (laughs) future breakups, but at the time, um, so I was something that I kind of wanted to do for a while, but the marriage was stressful. Um, 
I felt like lots of my free time was always kind of taken up with that. And also I wasn't really in the headspace um, because of the drama. And so once he wasn't around anymore, <laughs> I decided, you know, I'm going to really go with this. And I spent, you know, evenings, weekends, um, just researching and putting this cute little thing together. And just, I just went so deep into it. And of course it distracted me from kind of the pain in a very, very positive way. Mm-hmm. I, you know, learned new things. I created something that I was proud of. I, you know, had something new that I could speak to people about. And it w- it really, really served me well. And I felt like I was accomplishing something. And yeah, whether it be crafts or a research project or any type of new hobby, CrossFit, um, yeah, any any new project, I mm-hmm. think that that's also something that I would still recommend. Yeah, starting like an Etsy business or yeah, yeah, it's um, I completely relate with this. Um, projects are great. Learning to code that'll distract you. Know you know what? Sure. You are not the first person that's brought this coding thing up in relation mm-hmm. to breakup project. Really, very recently. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, or something related to gaming. I mean, mm-hmm. look, this, these aren't things that I'm into, but if that is your passion yeah. and that's something that you want to go um, deep into, this is your time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything that takes a lot of focus um, yeah. and also is really rewarding for you, mm-hmm. that's that's a good thing. Go towards right. that. <laughs> After when I left my abuser, I got, well, I've always been really into decoupage. <laughs> might might seem a little well no I'm not gonna say it's nerdy I'm not gonna put a judgment on it but it's just it's something that I enjoy that I haven't found many other people to relate to me with um but you know I'm cutting out pictures putting them together in cool designs um I have some on the wall I'll show you another time and um so I got back into it when I left the abusive relationship and you know it was kind of hard to make it through the day and I would always say okay I'm gonna make it to after dinner and then I'm gonna get out all my decoupage and I'm just going to sit and cut and create and it yeah Mm -hmm. it and it does it gets you deep because it's so detailed yeah and so it kind of gets you out of your head in a a good way yes Mm -hmm. and I'm always asking people to tag us different things if you have some type of breakup hobby or project that you start oh I would love you to share that with us Oh, so good. So number four on my list. So number five, getting juicy. And this is a perfect example of what I was saying earlier. Like it worked for me. See if it works for you is I kind of started experimenting sexually after my um, separation. So New York City is a fun place to be (laughs) if you're (laughs) single and ready to mingle (laughs) like I was. And yeah, something about it just felt very right to me. Maybe it was because I had been with the same person. Maybe it was that, you know, life had, you know, had not been, as I said, very fun for a while. Mm -hmm. I was feeling very sexy and confident at the time. So yeah, uh, I went online for the first time. Uh, okay. Cupid was the thing in New York at the time. Oh my God. Everyone, <laughs> everyone was on it. Everyone, yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, well, if you were single and so I kind of started dating early on. Well, oh, maybe not if you're or single. not if you're because single. <laughs> I actually had my first, uh, threesome after my 
separation oh with hi. someone I met on OkCupid. Mm. <laughs> and, you know, they kind of pursued me a bit and it just, I, I, I spoke to my friends about it and I, and I said, I don't know what it is, but I'm like feeling drawn to do this. Yeah. And everyone was like, I, you know, I don't see why not, you know, everything that we did was safe and responsible. And I, I don't know, I just went for it. And yeah. I, I look back and I have absolutely no regrets. I feel mm-hmm. like it was a beautiful thing that I did. It was fun, adventurous, and it just got me really feeling energized and excited about life. Yeah. yeah. You know? All the different ways you can be. <laughs> you didn't know I was going to say the three something, did you? No, I was like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> yes. I mean, you mentioned mm-hmm. things like about, um, uh, experimenting with polyamory mm-hmm. in Australia and yeah yeah I think experimentation if it feels good to you like yeah. don't feel pressure to do anything that doesn't feel good no nope, um nope. I was in the place and it really served me I got to a place less than a year later where I kind of felt like I needed to like rein some of that in um but at the time it just it was just an exciting time to be alive and be doing stuff like this you know yeah. I, and I remember you know taking a cab to their apartment and just feeling like I said just kind of just alive yeah. there's not really nowhere no way else to put it but yeah. I, I for me this was um a good thing that I did after this breakup for sure hell yes mm-hmm. yeah you know and that can be as basic as just like kissing someone new for the yeah. first time mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know or like buying yourself a toy you know yes uh-huh Big yeah. fan. Yeah. I mean, and uh, after my last breakup, I think that's kind of, that, I mean, that's kind of the path that I'm on now. I'm like, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, doing it for myself in more ways than one. And yeah. <laughs> oh, here's, um, Hey, Dipsy, if you're listening, there's an app called Dipsy. We would oh. love to be sponsored by you, Dipsy. Um, hey, <laughs> hey, Dipsy. It's, um, it's audio porn. So if you uh, kind of get grossed out by like, watching other people like audio <laughs> porn can be a lot better it's audio like, porn is the new thing yeah it's very story based um and it's yep. uh i think the app is is built mostly for for like the female mind whatever yeah, so that means the so the the thought is that women like porn that is more story based and that Mm -hmm. you can tell what the the situation or the relationship is between all the people there's like context Uh yeah 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 there there is that women like that more yeah Uh (laughs) yeah and so you know you could experiment with trying dipsy yeah um, do that Yeah, yeah anyone listening that's that sounds very positive yeah, if maybe you're not ready, you know, for a okay, Cupid threesome scenario, yeah. <laughs> get dipsy. Start there. Start there. Yeah. Start there. Yeah, and they, it's not just like porn. Porn. They also have like uh, guided self sessions. So they're Aww. like, you know, walking you through how to, you know, touch yourself. Oh, that's hot. Everything. So I like it. yeah, yeah, it's very cool. So you don't have to like you know, if, if the fantasy of two other people doing it Mm. doesn't get, get you, get you juiced up, then, um, yeah, there's lots of options for you. Yeah. I think that sounds very positive regardless of anything else that you're into having, having, yeah, self-guided, 
um, sexy session. Sexy session. Oh, yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah. 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 And I think, you know, people can kind of let that go in relationships. Um, so, you know, if you're newly single, um, yeah. Especially and if I you've mean- been living with someone, it's not like you're going to go lay down next to them and like turn on a porn, you know? I, I mean, I'm sure some people <laughs> Some do, people do. But, but you might not have the full opportunity for full self pleasure exploration yeah. yeah if you're living with your partner I don't and again I'm sure that some people do but you might feel more inhibited you might feel more open uh, mm-hmm. after a breakup yeah. and also I think along the same lines as with the cruise as with other things I've mentioned once you really gain an understanding around self-pleasure it also can just open up this new um, portal in a way of just knowing you know like I can give this to myself yeah. this is really wonderful and again it's it's gonna yeah. be okay <laughs> and you can train anyone <laughs> new as they come into the yeah, picture uh, totally yep another yeah. very good point about self-pleasure yes mm-hmm. so yeah those were five awesome tips Thank that you. you did and I'm so fun. glad that you did those and me too <laughs> It was fun to talk about as well. So Claire, uh, what are your five things I want to hear? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, first of all, exercise would have been one of them, but I wanted to list something different. So just a clause there. Exercise for sure. (laughs) Um, So the first thing, and I'm realizing now that this is basically what we talked about, about diving into a project. Mm -hmm. Um, But I found that doing something that connects to your purpose is huge because it, it, it's, it's not just that you're distracting yourself with something entertaining, like you're doing something meaningful that has like gives yourself like purpose and meaning, um, outside of being like in a relationship or something. Um, so, you know, if you're like, what the fuck, how do I know what that is? You know, Mm -hmm. think about like what lights you up, what's something that's bigger than yourself. Um, this Mm -hmm. could be like volunteering for the first time. Um, you know, uh, like animal shelter, like I was a volunteer coordinator at an animal shelter. So I'm a little bit biased. Uh, (laughs) That's a great way to like get out of the house. And also petting animals is going to make you feel so much better. Like That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, You know, and it could be something meaningful, like um, volunteering as as, like uh, in the call center of a rape crisis um, center, you know, so like that can it can be heavier, um, depending on what brings you like the most like fulfillment and meaning, but, you know, looking at some way to get outside of yourself and into like your purpose and having an impact. So, so all of those kind of like purpose, impact, meaning all of those buzzwords, you know, feel around, try a few things. Um, Mm. Yeah. Something you find synergy with (laughs) to keep going with the buzzwords. I really love this. In fact, I just realized that after my last breakup in Melbourne is when I wrote my first breakup coaching program and every weekend I would just sit down for hours. I mean, Mm -hmm. hours and dive into it. And I did, I really felt like I am finally embracing this and and for all, all the same reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Great. huge. It's huge. So yeah. Um, my number two is I started journaling. <laughs> um, 
if you're if you have an X Files drinking game, um, yeah. you would probably be taking a drink right now. Yeah, it's like oh, there's a journaling. We're take not- a shot. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I was not. I was not into journaling before because I always thought, oh, what journaling is like a record of your life. You know, I had like (laughs) read, you know, people's like self uh, autobiography. Oh God. Um, Autobiographies (laughs) that were like biography. (laughs) Um, But you know, like journaling to me was like, oh, this is going to exist. Uh Someone will read this, whether Uh it's me or like, you know, a family member or something. It's like, you have to be like, still thinking about how you will be perceived as you journal. And that is not how you journal. No, like 100%. That is not going to give you a lot of self-development if you are, you know, still playing a role um you know to appease different people whether yep. it's someone 100 years from now or like your mom or something or yourself I, I don't know but <laughs> yeah, good, good point good point <laughs> yeah as soon as I started realizing that journaling could be messy and ugly and I never had to read it again and I could honestly destroy it as soon as I wrote it and that it was the act of writing it that mattered and not the record it yeah. held Ugh. That's when really? things clicked and it really helped me oh, process okay. the breakup. Um, so that was huge and was not something I had done before the breakup actually. So yeah. Um, and I always tell people, cause I, you know, I had a lot of resistance towards journaling and in my experience with coaching is that everyone else has a lot of resistance to journaling if they're not yeah. already journaling. Um, mm-hmm. and so I always start out, I'm like, Hey, I didn't want to do this either, but it helped. Um, so how, what made you start it during one of your breakups? Um, it actually was a suggestion from one of my friends, um, who like was basically like my sponsor. If I was in AA, she was like my yeah. breakup sponsor. Mm-hmm. Um, she just like really, uh, was was that role for me um and yeah she was like have you tried just like writing this out um (laughs) like yeah because you're kind of doing it through text with me but maybe do it in a book like for Mm -hmm. yourself first well and also you might Uh, not want to be texting or bringing it up as much if you can get it out of your system yeah exactly yeah so you know like texting someone isn't the only way to process it through writing you can Mm -hmm. do it yourself you can write letters that will never be sent (laughs) um, to yourself to your ex to whoever so journaling was huge that was definitely something that I did that I really am glad I did I'm glad you did it too because I think it probably had a lot to do with your current role as a coach Mm -hmm. big one awesome all right so next is to learn about yourself Um, and this can be, you can do this through many, many different means. It could Mm -hmm. mean, you know, starting with a therapist. If you have insurance that covers that great, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you could get into astrology or human design, gene keys. Um, you could do ropes courses to like prove like how brave you are um okay all right so you know, did you about... do a ropes course I did not it's on okay. my list okay. I right. like want okay. to I was just Curious. like brainstorming uh-huh. different uh-huh. ideas Interesting. okay yeah so like it doesn't have to just be like all oh, this like woo woo you know astrology stuff it can also mm-hmm. be like mm-hmm. doing something 
um, testing your limits and learning about yourself that way. Um, yep. Yeah. So, even yeah. maybe nutritionally, um, you know, I did a, a, a couple elimination diets after some breakups and, you know, just learning how my body responds to different foods. Yeah. That could yeah. be a project to take on to learn about yourself. Yeah, totally. Just, um, you know, like there, you can go super deep. You could, you know, get a psychic or an Akashic records reading mm-hmm. or something, <laughs> you know, anything that puts what is happening in this moment into perspective of like, this is your current life in a huge Mm -hmm. universe yeah yeah Um, and this is just one moment Mm -hmm. um and one lesson uh so yeah so learn about yourself that way I love that I mean there are so many um you know coaches even who use astrology and tarot who Mm -hmm. you know you could even set up a few different sessions with tarot um Mm -hmm. or just like uh like oracle cards um, I think there's yeah. like a subtle difference between tarot and oracle cards. Oh, right? yeah. Well, more than subtle, but okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're both cards. Yeah. But that's where it stops. <laughs> um, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So, you know, uh, any anything where you're where you're looking at yourself in a bigger picture than just your one relationship with one person. Very cool. Thank yes. you. Claire. I like this. I like this best thing a lot. um all right so number four take time off of socials so this just this wasn't just like oh I did no contact Uh I like didn't really even post for a year I think I posted one time and it was just like I think I post when I'm happy Uh, (laughs) now have you been a, a sad poster uh, no, I have no. in the past. And, and we, I, we, I've said on the show, like, don't, don't do that. People yeah. I, I was not a, I guess that that was mine where I didn't really understand why other people do that. There you go. Yeah, so like, I was like, I don't really want to, I think I posted maybe twice in a year and it was like, they were like, one was a dog at work (laughs) and one was just a picture like of a cool place that I visited um but I just didn't have that urge to be like projecting my energy outward yeah I was very inward focused and so I think you know I wasn't like off of social media because I was consuming it a little bit but I wasn't I wasn't posting so that, that, you know, I was like really mm-hmm. focusing on myself and my own experience and posting for some reason just felt like really off. Um, yeah. After my last breakup and like I said, in Melbourne, um, the breakup had been kind of public, you know, it was someone that who we had a bunch of mutual friends with. And again, and the same, it just, it felt off because I really just felt like people were watching and talking yeah. and it just it got me kind of not into it and yeah. same I just stopped the Facebook thing I also uh, also I think posted a couple times in a year and then I just kind of got out of that yeah, <laughs> platform altogether yeah yes and I was definitely in a place um, same as you of just figuring my shit out and you know like this is my journey and no one else needs to know about it and it was a really cool feeling too to just know like I'm just doing me yeah yeah exactly yeah I mean you don't want to be like thinking about the 
the PR angles of your captions yes, or like what yeah. you're posting, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you don't need to be your own publicist right now. And um, I realized that I had, I had lots of motivations that I hadn't even ever realized about the stuff that I would post. Yeah. It's like very extrin- extrinsically motivated a lot mm-hmm. of the time, yep. um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and, and if you can key into that and, and, be self-aware enough to realize that yeah that can really help your journey so awesome well my fifth and final thing that I did right for this list um (laughs) was to get outside Hmm. because the world is beautiful life is beautiful the more you can get outside like first of all it's just good for us psychologically Mm -hmm. and you know second of all it just reminds you how big the world is and if you're you know stuck in your house and you're feeling really lonely it can feel like the whole world is just this dark hole that you're sitting in on your couch yeah and if you get out into the Mm -hmm. world it's like you connect to something bigger than yourself especially like hiking or something like you know really outside Mm -hmm. um you know not just like walking around the block though that can help you can see those like minute moments yeah and you might need to start small yeah, start small, yeah. but like if you can get out, you know, and you just like see the ocean and how big it is, or like you know, the mountains, and you're just like, Holy cow, yeah. I am so small. Mm-hmm. This is such a big place, it's so beautiful. You know, there are a lot of reasons for being happy with life. Yeah, so I yeah. love this. <laughs> um, so can you think of anything specific? As far as getting outside after one of your breakups? Yeah. Um, I mean, I I would get outside pretty frequently. Um, there's like, I mean, there's lots of examples. But um, like one moment that's sticking out for me is like, I, I really love the mountains in Santa Barbara. They're like unique because, you know, there's the ocean there too, which is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> and they're very close um, and easy to access. Um, and so, uh, you know, I would just go in my car and like explore these back roads going up the mountains and yeah. And, you know, I, I find like a place to pull off and just sit on a rock and like, look out at the world and, you know, and so you did it, um, often alone. Yeah. Yeah. Being alone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, definitely like if you're hiking alone, make sure you're taking like the safety precautions. Oh, please. This keeps on coming up in my life where we actually both know people who are really into the solo camping thing. Uh I mean, it's, that would be a tiny bit of a stretch for me. Yeah. And I think I just want to keep on putting out there that if you, if this, if you embrace the concept of solo camping, to please follow uh, yeah. safety precautions. Perhaps I listen to too much safe, where you're uh, going. true crime, but yeah, yes. exactly. Oh God, oh God. I, I'm yeah. really happy for people. I love camping, love it. I just think it's something I want to do with someone else, but mm-hmm. I also really, really appreciate that uh, some people love to do it alone. Um, former guest, Christina, full on goes to like remote places to camp by yourself uh, and it uh it it, oh, it always like kind of even pushes me to or stretches me when she tells me about it yeah 
It's like, but anxiety. I'm so, yeah, exactly. But I'm so happy for her. She always comes yeah. back with some realization or just, or just fully relaxed. And that's, yeah. that's great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, hiking. So. Yeah. I'm all about doing that solo. Yeah. And I, I think also being outside near the ocean is one reason that the cruise was, um, uh, profound for me was yes um, that I just realized yeah this is it's gonna be yeah. fine it's this is beautiful yeah. um I just opened myself up to so many opportunities to experience stuff like this yeah there's a reason why like all not all of the poets but like the romantic poets were like so so into the outdoors and they mm-hmm. would like you know because you do connect to something like bigger and poetic and grand you know when you're outside so yeah something bigger than this temporary uh drama this temporary situation yeah you know this will come to an end and then yeah and if you can't waiting if you can't get out of the city um you know like see if there's like a rooftop bar or something like get up high so you can see like yeah i mean i i don't get out of the city too too often but you know i might go to a park or go mm-hmm. on a very long walk around Denver. Not quite mm-hmm. the same as going to the ocean, but there, there's still yeah. ways to. There's really no ocean it. here, <laughs> and it's a bummer. Yeah, I am definitely a water person. I love being around yeah. it. Um, yeah. But you know what? We're coming to the end of you know the the pandemic. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So it's in the cards. Well, thank you so much, Claire. I really like your five things. Thanks. Really? I like yeah, this was super great. <laughs> Me too. So let's take a quick break and then we'll come back to talk about how you can find out what's best for you after a breakup. And we're going to also have another edition of Breakup Ballads. Toxic Ballad. Empowering. <laughs> All right. So welcome back. We hope that you enjoyed hearing from Claire and from myself about the five best things that we did after a breakup. So what does this mean for you, though? How do you know if you're in the middle of a breakup, what the best, quote unquote, things for you would be? So I thought we'd touch on that before we get to breakup mm-hmm. balance. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> number one, how do you know what's best for you after a breakup? You might want to take advice from those who've been through it oh my god you're listening to this podcast good job so you're in the right place you're in the right place yeah um you know um, and you can try things and be like meh not for me but then you've tried it and you know so yeah and this i mean goes straight into number two which is just let yourself have some trial and error time um yeah you might want to you know try something once and then feel it out this is especially true when it comes to things like dating and sexual experimentation and even possibly travel or um maybe like for instance maybe like going to a public function on your own you know (laughs) try it once see how it goes and then decide if this is a yes or no for you yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so and sometimes that's the only way to to learn Mm -hmm. true yeah um so another thing would be to not set your expectations on yourself too high forgive yourself when you discover that things aren't working yes yeah Mm -hmm. it's a big deal Yep. Can you think of any times that you've had to do this? Oh, 
<laughs> Did I open up a can of worms or can you just not think of anything? Um, well, I mean, bringing it back to the exercise thing, you uh, know, when I okay, first went okay. through the breakup, I mm. tried to keep doing CrossFit and I just like, I just couldn't push myself like that. Mm. I was, I was already like tired just by going through the day, let alone trying to make myself do a hundred pull-ups, you know, it was, it was too much for me. And so I listened to myself and I found something that released my endorphins that gave me that good feeling without being so hard, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Perfect. I can think of several examples. Um, after I left um, the abusive relationship, as I've talked about, I wasn't diagnosed with PTSD, but I I think I had some symptoms and I just had kind of a hard time, you know, being around a lot of people. Um, but I just kept on thinking, you know, like I love being in public. I love, you know, crowds. I've never been a person who is nervous around crowds. You know, I want to go out and do these things. And, Oh, I feel like a little emotional because at the time, um, the Renaissance festival was going on in, um, in my area and I am like a big Renaissance festival person and no one who I was staying with would go with me. And I just thought, you know, I'm very comfortable doing things alone. And, uh, I thought, you know, you're going to go, you know, like you want to go do this, even though I felt like, uh, and I got there and I was miserable. I felt jumpy. I, I couldn't get into it. And I actually ended up leaving a little early, whereas normally I would have just gone and had the best time. Yeah. And I got into my car and I just cried so hard. Oh yeah. And just realizing that something was like not right, you know, and yeah. that I couldn't do it. And I got home and I just said, I'm, you know, I'm just not ready and that's okay. Yeah. 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 And I didn't try it again for a while. <laughs> yeah. But it fine. got better. Yes. Got better. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nothing. I can't think of, you know, very many things I would not be okay doing. Yeah. By myself. In fact, okay. I wish that we were having a Renaissance festival here. Cause I'd be all over it. I'd go every day. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yes. But, yeah. <laughs> I feel like planning your outfit. <laughs> I only did that once. <laughs> I, I did. I did dress up once, but no, I just, I just love the vibe. I love everything about it, but um, yeah, I didn't love that experience. Yeah. I was sad, but I also just said, you know, I'm just going to accept that this is a no for me right now. Yeah. Oh, well, so, okay. Um, the next thing. Um, so I think regardless of what might may or may not work for you, that it is very good blanket device to find some sort of passion project to dive into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Connect if, with your purpose, yeah. your passion. And if something, you know, if you, if you have a hard time getting into it, then maybe pick something else because it is important that you not kind of quote sit around or yeah. allow your loneliness to, you know, overcome you. It's good that you can find something positive to distract yourself with and to kind of make a game out of finding what's going to stick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Um, and finally, don't rush into anything. Um, there's a grieving period that pretty much must happen before you start getting your groove back. So like while you're experimenting and finding your passions and doing all of those things, you know, I, I think 
when we say don't rush into anything, we mean like, don't rush into like falling for someone new mm-hmm. or yep. things like that, yep. you know, trying to make yourself move on before you've really healed. Yeah. Or any of this, you know, you don't need to feel like I am in the process of getting my groove back, you know, because Janice and Claire are saying that, you know, I need to be putting energy into yeah. these positive things. You know, <laughs> I just broke up two weeks ago. I you feel don't horrible. need to do a threesome right now. <laughs> <laughs> just broke up it's Come not on, group back. threesome let's go <laughs> no it's okay if you're not ready for that for sure and yeah. well almost all of these you know you don't need to be going on cruises crossfitting yeah um you have to grieve like we we've said many times so if all of this is feeling like pressure to you right now uh-huh. you know, that's okay give yourself grace give yourself time yeah. Um, you're, you're doing the right thing just by listening to this. So you'll, you'll yeah. Oh, and I just thought of something that was, um, that I wanted to say about diving into a project or doing something that connects to your purpose. You don't have to just go to a location to volunteer. Mm -hmm. Um, you could foster an animal and then you have a friend in your house with you. So there's been, I think, <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually, um, uh, this is good. And, and maybe we can dive into this more on a future episode, yeah. but I think that there's more opportunities to be fostering and adopting pets now than there were before the pandemic. Yeah. I'm not really sure how it's all related, yeah. but people I've even looked into it recently, you know, a lot of animals could use a home and yes. if it's going to be just your pet, um, this might be a great thing. Yeah, to take on. Yeah, exactly. Like, even if you know you can't have a pet long term, or, you know, that's fine. Um, Fostering is so good because, like, not just you have that companionship and the cuddles, but also um, the best fosters are actively trying to introduce their foster pet to potential adopters. So it means you're going out to dog friendly bars and trying to be like, Hey, look, my dog, this dog has an adoption vest on. Like, let me talk about my dog. Like they're out for adoption. And so you end up like talking to people and getting out more than you would typically. Um, cause you're walking around with this cute thing. That's wearing a vest saying adopt me. Like you are literally going to talk to so many people and hello, it's just about (laughs) summer. I mean, yeah. this would be a great project to take on if you're hurting from a breakup. Yeah. <gasps> I love this. Thank you. Yeah. So I was and- like, I cannot let this, now that this popped into my head, I cannot end this episode without talking about no, it. No, and I love it. And do you mind if I give a little preview or sneak peek or hint yes. about what our next episode yeah, is going to be next on? episode, yes. <laughs> so the next combined episode that mm-hmm. Claire and I do is going to be about pets and breakups. Yes. So if yeah. you've got questions about that, or if, you know, this whole idea of fostering is um, being quote unquote triggering because of a pet in your previous relationship, yeah. stay tuned because we are going to take a deep dive into yes. the topic of what to do, how to handle it, um, a lot of hard truths about pets and relationships and, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, potentially about how you can kind of reclaim, uh, pet ownership, Mm -hmm. um, in your own way. 
It's going to oh, be a I'm good one. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, mm-hmm. you know, I've worked in an animal shelter for four years, um, in my past life. Uh, <laughs> we've got an in-house expert. Yeah. So oh, I've I'm definitely so like speak from a space of expertise on this. Um, so yeah. that'll be a good episode with really mm-hmm. crucial information. It may be sad and triggering. Um, so but all, I also extremely helpful. This is something yes. that causes drama and a lot of heartache, yes. um, in a breakup. And I'm really glad that we're covering it. Yeah. I think a lot yeah. of people will be as well. Yeah, exactly. So oh. stay tuned next week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think while you're listening you to this, it'll be seven days out. So yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cool. Yeah. We put yeah, it mark ahead, your but... calendar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, we really wish you luck on your breakup. We hope and we know that you will find what works for you and that, you know, once you find one thing that works for you, you'll find another and you're just going to continue to get one step further with each discovery on your healing journey, putting this behind you and embracing your new and amazing life. Yeah. And we're really honored that you're having us as a part of that journey. So beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So um, let's get on with it. Yes. Breakup ballads, toxic or empowering. So it was my turn to choose the song. And um, all right. So another thing that I did well after my separation was that I created my first ever breakup playlist. Yeah, <laughs> I was such I was so in the kick ass, you know, mindset at this time. And uh, yeah, so I've said before, I was using Pandora at the time and any song that just made me feel that I would add to it. And I listened to it every morning. Mm-hmm. And one of the songs on the list was Irreplaceable by Beyonce. <laughs> to the left, to the so, left. Yeah. And I think for me, I felt that I had really taken control of the breakup and said, you know, like, this is how it's going to be. Yeah. And so this song just, it, resonated so um yeah I thought we would talk about it today and even though it's a couple years old it's still very (laughs) famous and well known and beloved yes yeah it's definitely um yeah I mean Queen B right she you know she she kicked him out yes (laughs) oh we love you and we love this song so um let's get into it (laughs) so it starts out as people may know to the left to, <laughs> to the, the left, left to the left <laughs> all right everything you own in the box to the left in the closet that's my stuff yes if i bought it please don't touch yes <laughs> and keep taking that oh and keep talking that mess that's fine but could you walk and talk at the same time and it's my name that is on that tag so remove your bags let me call you a cab <laughs> Boom. Any thoughts so far? Um, yeah. I mean, first of all, like the, the about like who bought what and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I get the impression with this that um, all he actually owns can fit in <laughs> one box. And she's like, yeah, all of those clothes in the closet and stuff that I bought you, you mm. can't take those. Oh, yeah, that's so <laughs> hot. That's so hot. And also a woman who's just like, I am going to be fine. You know, I've got my shit together yeah. and I don't got time 
for this crap. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. And I also really love something I love about this song is that oh, so often both of us hear from people and I've even experienced it in my life when a relationship ends, it's like, is this over? Is this really the end? Are yeah. we gonna? And, and she is like, we are done. I am positive about this. Pack mm-hmm. your stuff. This is yeah. final. And I, I really like that about this song. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like, um, you know, uh, keep talking that mess. That's fine. Cause you walk and talk at the same time. Um, I think the ambiguity about whether a relationship is ended or not is because you're having those thoughts of like, Ooh, but can I do better? Mm-hmm. Um, like, is this really as bad as I think it is and stuff? And right now he's trying to be that voice to mm-hmm. her. And it's almost easier if the partner is like, you're never going to do better than me. And they're like <laughs> fighting for it. And you're like, no, fuck you. But if you have yeah. those like voices in your head, you start giving them more credence. Um, okay. So it's almost better if, if your, your ex is kind of, you know, acting like a fool. Acting a fool. <laughs> acting a fool. Yeah. No, that, that does make it easier. I agree with you. All right. Do you want to read the, the next yeah. stanza? Oh, standing in the front yard telling me yeah, how I'm such exactly. a fool. <laughs> Talking about how I'll never ever find a man like, like you. you. Yeah. So that was what I just talked about. Um, <laughs> you must not know about me. I could have another you in a minute. In fact, he'll be here in a minute, baby. <laughs> It's confident. Yeah, it's confident. She's like you gotta get out of the way because he's a yes. pull up. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. It so just, it's know. a great way to go into a breakup. She's got her mind made up, and yeah. she and also, I mean, and I everyone needs to take their time, but yeah. she is just really ready to move on. <laughs> yeah, but I also it's interesting that she says, um. I could have another you in a minute. Uh, She's not really saying Mm -hmm. like I could have someone better or I could have someone different. She's Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. you are literally so commonplace that another one of you is going to roll in, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, yeah, the same situation actually might happen with that person since it's like the same person. But it's almost like more of an insult to him. Yeah. She's saying like you brought so Little, little into my yeah. life that you know you wouldn't be hard to hard to replace yeah, yeah. okay yeah very very good yeah. point yep I like that yeah um and then also something that just came to mind um is something we've talked about before where sometimes if you've been in the relationship for a while and you are the one to end it that you've had a lot of time to kind of process the fact that it's not going to work out that you want to leave and so you might be ready to you know move on uh sooner which it seems like this woman (laughs) is yeah she seems pretty ready and like maybe it's like a bold front or whatever because you know people are like sometimes yeah. Sometimes faking it till you make it can work. Fake it till you make it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So the next stanza. I mean. Okay. <laughs> so go ahead and get gone. Call up that chick and see if she's home. Oops. I bet you thought that I didn't know. What did you think I was putting you out for? <laughs> yeah. This is all of the booyahs that you kind of want <laughs> to have when you're breaking up with someone. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it seems like pretty justified right now. Yeah. What? We're so Mm. good. And she's like, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then the ultimate flex, because you was untrue, rolling her around in the car that I bought you. Maybe you drop them keys, hurry up before your taxi leaves. So mm-hmm. yeah, he's not leaving with anything that he did not buy himself. <laughs> yep. So yeah. Uh, and so I mean, good. I think this is kind of, you know, like a breakup fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a breakup fantasy. Yeah. It's basically, yeah. Like look at how it could go. Like, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah totally I guess nothing vindicated. wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, All right. Yeah. So, oh, I'll go on. So since I'm not your everything, how about I be nothing, nothing at all to you, Mm. baby, I won't shed a tear for you. I won't lose a wink of sleep because the truth of the matter is replacing you is so so easy. easy. (laughs) (laughs) And I loved listening to this every morning. Yeah. Oh my God. God. And I was in this confident place and Mm -hmm. I was. So I think that you had some thoughts. Yeah. um, Since I'm not your everything, how about I'll be your nothing? So there's like, I mean, in this situation, the guy was cheating. (laughs) So there's that. But, you know, I think it can be unhealthy to expect your partner to actually be everything. Like, yeah, he shouldn't cheat on you. Holy fuck. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just saying, like, he can't be your financial advisor emotional mm. support like sexual deviant like yeah um, oh, even best adventure friend. creator cook mm. dishwasher yeah. like you know you that's a crazy amount of <laughs> conflicting roles yes um, yeah i don't think that the message of you're my everything or you complete me or any other mm. number of cliches better are, half it, Yes. Yes. It's, these are not healthy ways to look at at relationships. Yeah. You Mm -hmm. are a whole person Mm -hmm. yourself and you come together for synergy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, ideally. Um, (laughs) Yeah. No, I, I definitely, uh, yeah. Sorry. All right. Um, so we've got one more stanza. Do you want to read this last one? Yes. You could pack all your things. We're finished because you made your bed. Now lay in it. I love it. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. He made his choices. I think that it's good in relationships and that it's a good message to send to everyone that if someone doesn't treat you well or treat you um, Mm -hmm. as you expect, doesn't follow agreements and commitments, that it's okay and that it's healthy for there to be consequences for that and sometimes that means that the relationship isn't going to go any farther yeah exactly and like this is about cheating but if you look at it more generally Mm -hmm. you know like your values are your values you do not have to sacrifice them just because someone else doesn't also subscribe to them you do not have to be empathetic and understanding if one of your core values is being ignored or threatened or any of these things you know and it can be that um like someone is making their bed um and doing the damage you know and if it's 
if it if it's something like much smaller than cheating it can still be that there are consequences for them yes so if especially when you have communicated your boundaries to a partner Mm-hmm. It's not a boundary if there's not some sort of consequence yeah. for it being crossed. And so it's good yeah. and it's healthy for both of you that there is a, a fallout when those yeah. things are violated. Yes. So All what right. do you think? Toxic or empowering? Oh, uh, this one, it's good. I think that it's empowering. I think it's an yeah. empowering song for a break. Yeah. 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 I think it's empowering as well. And I just think back to like me in like I think probably middle school listening to this on my my uh iPod, iPod shuffle, shuffle. <laughs> and being like yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'm like yes that's a message that I want little Claire to be getting like good Definitely. job with that one yeah I mean it was mixed in with you know Rihanna um unfaithful and you know things like that but uh, um, <laughs> good album good album good album. some of her songs uh and um yeah, yeah. i love her but uh, but thank you yeah. for, thank you beyonce for giving me some yeah. empowering uh mm-hmm. messages as a young person yeah she's got a lot of good stuff i really like a lot of her music for breakups and female empowerment or everyone's empowerment yeah. so yeah Awesome. So thank you so much, everyone, to listening to our five best things that we did after a breakup. Like we said before, we hope that you find your five or 10 or 20 best things as well. (laughs) Um, If you want to know more about how to find your best things, how to deal with your ex, how to communicate with them, how to go no contact, how to cope with the bad feelings, how to cope with the positive feelings, Ah. memories, bad and good. Come to our Facebook group on May 4th and ask us about it. Yeah, totally. And you know, you may find some support buddies in there who understand what you're going through. So come on by and request to join and tell us what your favorite episode is. Cause I think that's (laughs) like one of the questions. Yes. Yeah. There's there's three questions. We just want to know that you are in fact, you wanting support around a breakup that you know know what this is. Yeah. (laughs) So please answer the questions, breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. And we'll see you over there. We hope. Thanks for listening to X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. If you like this episode, tag us on your Instagram story so we can connect with you. And you can find me, Claire, on Instagram at Claire Lofthouse. And me, Janice, on Instagram at Janice Formicella. If you'd like to join our online community, find us on Facebook at Breakups, Broken Hearts, and Moving On. And here's a preview of our next episode. It definitely, definitely is, I would say, a foundation that you build on. Mm -hmm. And when you find that, when you're in an emotional place, that your body is not going to act the way it normally does. So already you are (laughs) in a place of, you know, struggle because you've got all these stress signals that are being sent throughout your body and you might feel anxious by accident if you see your ex and then you freeze up and your body freezes up too. It's not just a brain thing. Your actual body is intuitive to what's happening in your emotion level too. Mm -hmm. And so absolutely, when you spend too long perhaps eating foods that are perhaps not overall going to be nourishing for your body, 
then you're going to find that your body also is working at a subpar level, which is a really sad thing. Right.